That would have been now, fun. Now we're recording? Yeah. So, don't, should we tell them? There's a there's a moment in the first time around that we did this in review where we both said we talked about how Mad Max Fury Road is so good that we could talk about it at a completely different time again and have an hour's worth of content that was completely different from the first review we did. And now we're going to And put I'm going to I'm going to splice test. that right here. And now we're going to start talking about Mad Max Fury Road. Round two. Take two. Part two. Take t- whatever. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a take two because I'm sure our conversation will go in a different direction. I would think so. I would like to think so. I'm sure we'll, I would we'll hope touch to, on I would hope to think so, but also we'll never know. It's gone. Right. It's gone forever. Well, I, I still have the video of the review. so I don't even want to see it. It's dead to me. Well, I have to take it because I am well, going to cut part that part in. Yeah. yeah. But Just that part where we're like, we could talk about this for another hour. Well, well, we're about to. Well, here we are. Here we are. By um, no fault of anyone's. Um, correct. Nobody's no one, nobody, fault. Nobody. None of us. Neither one of us. Neither one of us or our crew. Our neither crew. neither, neither one, of, one us. of us saved the wrong file. Nope. Under the wrong name. His, no. Absolutely not. And that his, would his not happen. His name is for sure not Gus Huntinghake or Dominic Romero. That, listen. That wouldn't happen because I would not allow it. Right. Is it raining? It is. Yeah. It was thundering when I went out there. Yeah, really? It sounds like it's raining pretty hard. Take a look. There's a window, right? Oh, it's coming down, dude. I rolled up my windows, right? If you didn't, it's too late now. You should check. You can yeah. see your car. I'm going to go check. Just step out on the patio. See if you can see if you can see it. Leo will be happy that you let him out there. It's locked, Gus. So, so if a door if a door is locked, you have to unlock it yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Oh man! Oh mother damn! If they looked up. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Woo. Thank God for that. We're good. Yeah, no, it'll be done by then. <clears throat> I'm predicting it now, dude. I'm calling it now. Yeah, we're gonna be talking here for a minute. So what? So what, Mother Nature? Okay, so back to the show, um, Gus. We have reached. Hey, cut it out. We have reached, uh, quite possibly, the pinnacle of action movies. At the pinnacle of Mad Max. Yes. And it seems it seems fitting that all of what we've talked about to this point uh-huh. with the original three right led to this because there are so many aspects of the first three movies. Basically, what what Fury Road did was mm-hmm. took the absolute best. Of each film, yes, and brought it here. Yes, a hundred percent. It brought it brought the the scale and like the vehicles mm-hmm. from the second movie. It right. brought the like high speed chases and crashes from the first movie, mm-hmm. and brought the obscure characters and just like just the wacky, weird, like, off the wall, strange storytelling yeah. from the third movie. Mm-hmm. Put it all together into a top ten movie all time. Yes. Arguably. Arguably. Arguably one of the best movies ever made. Period. Probably arguably the best action movie ever made. Listen, there you could argue you could argue that this is the greatest action film ever created, and I will hear your argument and yeah. I might even be convinced. I would I, I might say it myself. I would this is an argument I wouldn't I would want to hear an argument for best action movie ever for like a movie I didn't think could hold that title because someone's gonna say to me, "Mad Max: Fury Road is 
the best action movie ever made. And I'll be like, yeah, you're probably right. Like that's that's how good. It's one of those things where it's, like it's I wouldn't that, I wouldn't dare level. argue against it. Exactly. Right. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to counter with another movie because I feel like it would be easier to argue against another movie being better action like a better yeah. action movie than Mad Max Fury Road. Um God dude, I I'm trying to remember where we started last time. It doesn't matter. Just start somewhere. Let's Because there's there's so okay. many there's so many aspects of this movie. Each of which probably deserves its own episode. Okay, I'm going to start then with with Tom Hardy. Okay. Because I feel like as far as like the build-up to this movie went, one of the biggest concerns most people probably had was it's not... um, Mel Gibson. It's not Mel Gibson portraying Max because he's too old now, and that's not the direction George Miller wanted to go. He wanted to keep the character at a certain age. So there was a little concern going in that a non-Australian actor was playing an Australian character. Which I think, I don't know that we will ever get an old Max. And I think that's right. that's part of like the legend of Part Max. of the lore of, of is like the he always He is. always is exactly what he is. Right. And yeah. who he is. Like right. he, he doesn't really change. And that's yeah. part of his... And that's honestly, okay, so that, and that's honestly one of the things that worked really well about Tom Hardy is it would make sense that for a legend like the Road Warrior, that people would actually see him differently yeah. in different interp- interpretations of a story, yep. right? So, like, in the first three stories that someone's telling to other people, they're like, yeah, he would, you know, he was, like, uh, you know, an average-sized man. He had flowing, dark, brunette hair, and, and, you know, he had some, like, weird, but he was, like, he was always bug-eyed and, like, alert. And then with... Tom Hardy as Max is like he was a he was a shorter man, well built, had short blonde hair, still that had that bug eyed like kind of like alert look to him. Yeah. But it's again, it's like it, for some reason it just worked out so well that Tom Hardy portrayed Max the way he did because it still felt like the spirit of the character of Mad Max was like well realized through Tom Hardy, but it still felt like his own take on who the legend was well and honestly and the, it worked really well whether it's from looks or even just the way that they act it it works pretty seamlessly like tom yeah. hardy we obviously know he's not mel gibson but in, right. there there have been a lot of films that change actors where it's just so glaringly obvious yeah this is not that like you could mm-hmm. you could replace Mel Gibson with Tom Hardy in any of those first three movies, and it would have right. worked. Yeah, it, it was and a, and a so younger seamless. Mel Gibson also would have worked just as well in this oh, movie. F- yeah, for well, sure. Well, I mean, maybe not just as well because Tom Hardy was actually brilliant. Tom but, Hardy was amazing. But you get but you get what I'm yeah, trying to say. It, it it still felt like I was watching the version of Max that I saw in the original three movies. It still felt like it was him, just just portrayed well, through a still, different through a different actor. We still get odes to the original max right we get at the beginning we see him with long hair yes and and right. it gets cut off later on and mm-hmm. we see you know we see his original car it only lasts five minutes yeah. but we get to see it so there's those callbacks where you're like yeah. okay this it, it might be a little bit different version of him but this is still the max that we have come to know and love or right not know very well and love right <laughs> know enough to to know maybe like what his what he might do next or what his motivation yeah. would be but not enough to where we feel like he's like overworn you know what i mean right to where like his character is just getting a little bit predictable right 
We and, know him enough to think we might know what he's doing, but he still does stuff that he yeah. still does things in this movie that surprise you. Right. And right. Honestly, Tom Hardy was built for this role. Like this. Yeah. He. he the way that he just jumped right into it mm-hmm. and like he made this character his own right but he was so like like he, this is max tom hardy is yeah. he mad max tom hardy does the idiosyncratic so well like that's right. one thing one thing about max is he doesn't really talk that much a lot of his the a lot of the emotions you see come out in his character a lot of the decisions you see him make you kind of see them build up through just the slight little facial expressions and and glimpses you get of him like reacting to something. That's how you kind of that's his how his character was kind of built up in these original three movies. Well, and He's I think, never a big talker. In a lot of so when you when you have a character like that that doesn't talk a lot, you need an actor who can display or convey emotions through just what's going on right here. Well, right? and I think that he you know, he took this character and he he portrayed so well a version of Max that has kind of devolved into madness. I don't. That's very on the nose. I know. I, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know like another peak, word. Into peak madness. But, yes. Like, this but is like, the maddest we've ever seen Max, Max yeah. before. <laughs> yes. Like, he is basically like he's almost like feral. He is so yeah. he's like devolved so much. He's almost like a feral animal. Right. When we first see him. Right. Like and that scene we get of him eating like the the two headed like stomps lizard on and, the lizard yeah. and yeah takes a bite out. But like mm-hmm. you can also see like how this journey that he's on would do that to a man. Right. Like right. he is so like he's so disconnected from from society right by time and distance at mm-hmm. this point right like he has been isolated for so long except for when he needs to be for to you know further his own agenda right. and right. to take care of himself that like this is what he's become right and like that version of this character is fascinating oh yeah this is the version like this is a version of Max that has been like. Like, has not only gone through, has for sure gone through the first three. It is raining hard. pouring, bro. So, this is a version of Max that has not only gone through, like, the three stories we originally saw him go through and experience, but there's probably three more stories in between those three and Fury Road that also happened to him that are of equal, like, equal, um, like, that hadn't, took, like, an equal toll on him. So we're seeing a version of Max that has gone through way more than what we've seen in the original three stories. This right. dude has been through the ringer yeah. and then like, some. He's seen some shit. He's been through what we've seen him go through and then probably six more hours of content <laughs> yes, before. Yeah. And I don't know. It, it was a, I think it was the perfect direction to take his character. Because like, to see him just continue kind of just furthering himself away from like not reality but just going further and further down into like this own pit that he's digging of like getting into situations where he's like required to help people right and you know in the previous movies we've seen him help a lot of people but we've also seen him fail to help people it seems like in those six hours of runtime that we're missing he failed to help a, a lot, lot of people. more people yes. than he than he actually did help. Well, and that's driven him to the point where he is so far removed from any form of society or group of people that he is just a completely he is a completely I know we keep saying that but he is completely gone mad. Yeah. And and which and not only that but he is a 
you know, we've talked about this whole time. We've talked about him as um, kind of a reluctant hero. Yes. And he's, he still is, but his reluctancy is coming from a different place now. Right. His reluctancy in this movie is coming from the fact that he realizes how many times he's failed he's as failed the hero. People. Right. And so he doesn't want to try again because right. he's worried other people will die because of yes. his mistakes. In previous- Before, it was he was reluctant because he was only focused on himself yes. and he didn't really care what happened to other people. Right. And it's, right. it's, it's the, it's just two sides of the same coin. He's right. He's still the same character. He's still focused on himself. He's but, still focused on himself, right. but it's for a different reason. Now he is, he is so, he's so aware of the fact that he maybe opened himself up to too many people in this kind of world that it has gotten him to the point where not, it's not that he doesn't care about people anymore. It's that, he just cannot fail anymore because he has felt that failure so many times that it feels to him like if I actually do open up to these people, I'm just going to fail them. It's not right. that he doesn't care about them anymore. It's that he's so afraid of actually just failing to help the people around him that he just doesn't he just doesn't even want to come close to yeah. getting involved, right? So it's it's like a reluctant it's like an exponential like an extreme version of a, of a reluctant hero. Well, and he's trying to he's he's trying to remove himself from those types of situations right, just so right. he doesn't have to he doesn't have to fail. Yes. He's yeah. he's not trying to remove himself because he doesn't want to get involved. Right. He do, he's trying to remove himself cuz he knows he will get involved, right. which we've seen since the beginning. He keeps getting involved in things that he doesn't want to. Right. And now he's kind of just accepted like if I put myself in this situation, right. I'm going to end up trying to save these people and yeah. it's not going to work and it's not going to work and i'm going to f- i'm and he's, and he's just haunted fail. by that yes i think it's like we talked about how this movie is a culmination that is just to me that's like a culmination of all the different like types of max that we've seen in the first three movies and it's like the the purest most unique take on the reluctant hero that we've seen in those original three movies but it takes pieces again from those first three movies yeah. and culminates it into the character that we see in this movie, which is why, which is what makes it so much fun to watch, is we're seeing the version of Max that has been so lived in in George Miller's mind that he just created an iteration that was pretty much, pretty much perfect. Right. I mean, it, he not a he's not a per, he's not a perfect person, but the way he his character was built in the arc they take him on in this movie. It, it, it's hard to see a better version of that right. play out in any other Mad Max movie. Yes, and right? and then just touching back on Tom Hardy, it's hard to see at this point anybody else playing that role the way that he did. Right. And by the way, Tom Hardy is still somehow, some way, for some reason, one of the most underappreciated actors of our generation. Oh yeah, some people still. I don't. don't know I don't who Tom understand. I do not understand how. Tom Hardy can still just kind of be a side piece. He like in so many films. Somehow he kind of just like nobody like nobody considers him when it comes to like the best actors in our day. Right. And and looking at his body of work, he has potentially like more range than we've seen in an actor in a very long in time. A super long time. His yeah. his body of work is so expansive and yeah. it's also so diverse. Yeah. That. He has like Christian Bale levels of range without yes. any of the Christian Bale level of recognition. Yes, you know exactly. I mean? Yeah, that's and the kind of that's like 
the range I would equate him to would be a guy like Christian Bale, who's done serious, like, biographical dramas like The Big Short to Batman. Yeah. Like, that's Christian to, Bale. That's uh, Christian Bale's range. Cheney. To Cheney. To that one sci-fi equilibrium where he was, to like... the machinist. Where he was, like, 80 pounds or some yeah. shit. Like, he's got, like, the Christian Bale kind of range. Yeah. And none I mean, of think the of recognition. It. Mad Max. Yeah. Bane. Bane. Um, Inception. Inception. Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. Um, there was another FX. Dunkirk. Dunkirk. There was an FX show he did that took place in like 1600s England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where in like during like the Black Plague or some shit like that. Like a very a very broad and wide ranged body of work, and somehow doesn't just doesn't have it. Have the have the oh the Revenant? How could I forget about oh my that? God, dude, the Revenant. Goodness, dude, that's a great movie. Lawless Warrior, dude. This guy. All I'm saying. Here's all I'm saying. Someone needs to put some respect on his name. But also, also, the fact that he flies under the radar, all it gets him these roles that we come to love him in. Yeah. Where he can really he take he can take the time to. To just give his all to these roles, right? Because maybe he's not in the spotlight as much, right? Which, right. you know, it's unfortunate that he's not seen in the same light as some some other of these actors. Yes, but these smaller roles that he takes, you can tell that he just puts everything he has into it, right? And right. even in this movie, like uh, Charlize Theron was just as much, just as much a main character as he was, right. even though he's Max, right? And I think that part of that allowed him to like really make this character his own right. because he wasn't worried about like he wasn't the only one on screen that had to right. be impressive. Right. And and Charlize Theron was just as good as he oh, was yeah. in her oh, role. Yeah. And they're kind of a like they're kind of like a yin and yang type thing yes. because yeah. because she's she's going out of her way to be a hero when she shouldn't be. Right. Whereas Max goes out of his way to not be a hero when he should be. Right. But like um Furiosa in this movie is kind of like it is like the cookie cutter stereo in the best way possible. Yeah. The cookie cutter version of what a hero is. Right. But it's right. done so well where like her her motivations are pure. Like mm-hmm. she Furiosa is probably like the least selfish of any character yes. in maybe yeah. the franchise that we've She's seen. She's a so very far. archetypal, like heroic character. Right, but her she's also a badass. She's that's yeah. She is a major badass. Yes, the her background, like like you said, her motivations, the the things she says, the decisions she makes, kind of allows her character to like subvert some expectations of like the archetypal hero. Yeah, she's also like you said, kind of a badass, brutal. She brutalizes people, which yeah. is a unique take on the archetypal hero. Archetypal heroes don't usually brutalize people. They don't kick someone's shit in and try and murder them with, you know, whatever possible. Right. They don't rip someone's jaw out with a, with a, with a spear thing. That shit was... Awesome. I remember when we watched that in... Because uh, we watched this opening night in 2015 yeah. together. Yeah. This was the first movie we ever saw together. Yeah, I think you're right. was Mad Max Fury Road. That scene actually just, I remember being in the, because the theater was actually relatively packed for for this kind of movie, mm-hmm. for like a straight up action movie. I remember like the audience just 
collectively just going, oh, when that <laughs> happened. Because there was a lot of brutal and I shit. Still, I still do that. There was a lot of brutal shit going on. But that moment right there, you were just like, oh, man. Oh, they oh. – <laughs> Like they showed that too. All right, okay, dude. In in the span, fucking baller, bro. In the last six years, yeah. I don't think that, like there might not be a movie that I've watched more times than I've watched Mad Max. I have watched this so. I would have many to think times. about that, but you're probably it's up there. It's, it's definitely it it's is way for up sure there. One of like probably the three movies over the past yeah. five years that oh, I've yeah. watched over and over. And it has like it has that rewatchability. Yeah. Where every really time does. and it's not it's not the type of rewatchability where like you pick up something new each like time. Like some like new character. Like I've seen it all, but I just note. want to see it again. It's yeah. so well done mm-hmm. and so well directed and the action which we will get into is yeah. like let's just get into it now, actually. Yeah, sure. Let's get in yeah, let's talk about the action. Let's talk let's talk about the action. Let's talk about the action. First of all, I'll start with I'll start with this. George Miller's like world building mm-hmm. in this, yeah. From you know, from the different, what would you even call them? Like the different towns or like yeah, like Gas Town and in like Bullet Farm, yeah. All what those places. like whatever they are, the Green Place. The way that he built that up, yeah. on top of the way that he had these sets like physically built, like the set pieces, the cars and the yeah. the costumes and all yeah. of those things sets up an action film that can it can keep up with the nonstop pace that we see here right the world that he built is designed yes to basically give us two hours of nothing but action of nonstop action that always like it doesn't it doesn't feel repetitive and it doesn't yes and that's the key because it doesn't always work that way in action movies there's right. there's films that are are kind of nonstop action but they're on like a smaller scale. Like John Wick comes to mind. Right. John Wick is nonstop action, but you're also like within the confines of one or two buildings the entire time, right? right. It's not like right. it's not like across It's not a cross country trek. Cities and whatever. Right. It's not on moving vehicles. It's, yes. Yeah. So there there's a lot of times in action movies where the action outpaces kind of the the surroundings, outpaces right. the setting. Yeah. Um, and then there's also other times where the setting is so vast that the action can't keep up right. enough to make it interesting enough for the right. pacing to keep us involved. Yeah, this is, it's it's the perfect combination right. of scale and pacing, mm-hmm. and then you know what we see on screen versus what we see off screen. Right, it's brilliant. What we see on screen versus what we know is happening off camera. That's right. That is coming. Yes. Is another. It's like a like a, a seamless like combination of those two things. Like whatever you see going on on camera, there's always that little like stressor in the back of your mind that's like, oh, if he gets out of this, something's just gonna immediately come right. up. Right. Well, we get that's we get these get situations the where and and we've talked about this a ton where we get in yeah. these situations every time it slows down, every time it feels like. It feels like Max and Furiosa and the wives have a second to breathe. Yeah. Us as the audience is like, okay, like get going because They're we still, know who's coming for you can them. Still hear the music in the background. And we and we know right? and we know the pace at which they're moving because we've been right. watching it this entire we've been time. Move at that pace. And so non-stop. we we know that it's not slowing down. Just because right. they have a second to slow down doesn't right. mean that it can be sustained that way. Mm-hmm. And so that leaves us as viewers. It, it builds tension without really even having to try to. It right. builds tension based off of just what we know. Right. 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 And and so 
the the slow moments are just as uncomfortable as the fast paced right. like in your face type moments. They're uncomfortable, but they're also they're also worthwhile because, like we talked about, kind of at the beginning, the characters that we get set up in this movie are are odd and, and quirky and have weird tendencies and and yeah. say things different ways, but. As opposed to the the original movies where sometimes those characters didn't really work or feel very well realized or fleshed out. I can't think of one character in those slow moments who actually has a line or says something or talks about something where when they say those things, it doesn't feel important. Like what they're saying is unimportant or that that character is is too off the wall to really care about or doesn't have enough of an impact to really care about. Right. They, every single character in those slow moments has something to say that feels impactful. So those slow moments, even if we didn't have the caravan of, of people chasing after them somewhere in the background, if we didn't have that little thought in the back of our head of, all right, well, they can't stay here too long because they're going to get there eventually. Even if we didn't have that, those slower moments would still feel worthwhile to me because we get that added that added little nugget of oh plus the characters are good right right and and, and which is really really uh, because nice. whether it's during the slow times or during the action they only speak when it matters this this movie right. is not weighed down by a heavy script by dialogue it's right. not weighed down by dialogue but it also means that when these characters do speak you have to listen to what they're saying right. you right. have to and and it feels that way for the characters interacting with each other as well Mm-hmm. And you kind of get that even with um, with Furiosa. She says, yeah. like, when I yell fool, you drive. You drive, yeah. And, like, that's all you really need to know about the dialogue of this entire movie. Right. Because when she yells fool, you better be listening. Right, and, right. <clears throat> and this is, like, so... The pace of this film and the pace of the action in this film, mm-hmm. like, it will have your heart racing for two straight hours. Oh, for sure. And and it's it there's so much that it that it brings in from the first couple movies as far right. as like the chases and the and the car crashes and all yeah, those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this movie is also like the perfect, the most beautiful combination of practical effects and digital effects maybe that I've ever seen. Mainly and because it's like 75% practical. Dude, that's a big that's a big part of you it. You can watch for all you people listening right now. If you're into the technical aspect of film the way that we are, as much as we are, you can look up like half-hour video videos or like that dive two thousand word essays that, that dive, dive into. into the the use of special effects and mm-hmm. practical effects in this film. Right, because it is a masterclass. It is insane. It it is the type of the type of movie they should like be teaching about in schools. Right, like yes. inter- if you if you're talking purely on on technical aspects alone from the set design to the costume design to the um practical effects the actual fact that they built every single car that you see and they're all functioning that all function the fact that they took the fact that they took a man they took a man yeah hung him from like some bungee cords from a wall of speakers and said, how about you play some guitar? How about you play some guitar? And, 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 when you play certain notes, fire will shoot out of a flamethrower attached to the end 
of the strings. And do that for two hours. And do that. That's your character. And by the and way... And by the way, your character matters. Your character matters. Yes. What? Dude. Sorry? That... Say that again for that me, please. Never, like, that never gets old. Seeing no, the... I don't no. even know if he has a name, but seeing the... I think he does. Seeing <laughs> the... You think he's credited? Uh, maybe. He is, honestly, his name might be like good blind guitar player. Oh, no. It's uh, the Doof Warrior. The Doof Warrior? Yeah. <laughs> The yeah. doof warrior. <laughs> um, dude, you fucking doof. but that, I never get sick of seeing that shot no. where it pans around. So you're, you're, you're following the camera is mm-hmm. following the chasing. Yeah. It's yep. following. It's coming from the rear of all the cars moving mm-hmm. just slightly faster than the chasing. Yeah. In the yep. back are like the drummers. Yeah. And it like, it reminds you of like drummers going into battle, like in old time yes. war. Yeah. Like, right. They were there to like hype up their people they're, and that's, like, yeah, to announce like, their presence. They're like the hype artists. It's so crazy. You're, like, you're hearing the drums get like progressively louder as you approach. And then right. the camera swivels around yeah. to this guy on the front of the car playing yeah. electric guitar with flames flying yeah. around, like just rocking out. But it, the like, way they like, the, cause you see, they sit on him like playing that strumming the notes for a little while. And then he just goes, and, just, <laughs> yeah, and dude. I remember sitting in the theaters yes. going, Oh my God, that's so cool. And here's the thing about that too. It, he, his character, that character didn't need to have, didn't need to matter. It was just right. bad. It was just badass that there was a blind dude painted in white, strumming a guitar that had a flamethrower at the end of it. That was enough. And the fact that by the end of the movie he actually plays a part in the in the conflict yeah. is is so it it part of it has to do with how well George Miller kind of world builds. You, you, you know, we talked about the world building. He does so much with like kind of giving you just like a, as as little info as possible mm-hmm. whether it's with characters or like people's relationships to each other or how the world that we're in actually even got built that he gives you just enough to allow you to be able to fill in the gaps yes but he never explicitly fills in all of the gaps that he kind of presents in the story but he also never doesn't give you enough info to not be able to fill in those gaps right right and this, that, like the, the doof warrior is just one of those things where he kind of gives you a little sprinkle of it and it says, don't worry, this will matter eventually. Yeah, right. And then all of a sudden at the end of the movie, the character has an impact, plays a role in the main well, conflict itself. And I think too, like watching, like when you watch this film, yeah. it makes the action so much more enjoyable to be like, oh, they really did that. Yeah, they, they really, really did, they yeah. really had an acrobat. Swinging side to side, jumping from moving vehicles, like on these long poles with with engine blocks attached at the end, yeah. so they could like swivel back and <laughs> yes. forth. Like they actually had people doing that. You're like, oh, they actually flipped that car in the middle of the or desert. Or at the beginning, in the initial part of the chase, where they have they have Max strapped to the front of a of a yes. car. They actually had Tom Hardy strapped to the front of the car with a weird like. The three prong. I'm pretty like, sure it's like a mask. it's like a gardening tool. It's yeah, it's like a gardening tool <laughs> mask. It's because they call him like a like a raging feral or something. Yeah. Like, they have to they have to like so mask he doesn't him like up. bite people. So he doesn't like bite people. <laughs> That's how feral Max is in this movie. That's how far he's devolved. Is he actually they actually put a mask on him to make sure he doesn't bite people. Like, but with so with they that, actually do those things in this movie with that practical action though. Yeah, they use. So it's it's not. It's not entirely void of 
special effects. Right. But they use the special effects to do things like brighten the colors in the explosions. When they right. blow up a car, they like, make it bright, like orange, like right. the brightest orange, right. brightest red you could imagine. Right. They, they, they bring that out. Then when you're driving through this like sandstorm with these tornadoes, they sh- there's like a huge storm going on and the colors are like flashing blues and whites into right. this like orange and then it gets... It's the, oh, it's the thunder. I keep thinking no, it's like, like it's the neighbors. Oh, upstairs. it is the neighbors. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, that's what I thought. I was like, "What the hell are your neighbors doing?" <laughs> They're Ugh, and then me. and then you go once it finally slows down and it's it's like nighttime. It's yeah. it's this like deep this like cold blue, beautiful like, blues. Dude, and oh man, the CGI in this movie is used to enhance the practicality of. The, the surroundings, right. the actual Yes, the actual It's always used sets. to enhance, but not to replace. Right. And that's huge. Right. That that's matters. A, it's a huge thing. And that you notice. a big deal. Yeah. You notice. It's, oh, yeah. It's, it's something, even if you don't, you know, consciously have that thought of like, oh, that was real. You can right. tell. Oh, yeah. And, oh, and yeah. you can tell even with some of those special effects added in, you can tell what's real and what's not. Right. Like those right. don't ever take away from it. I think to, for me, one of like the greatest examples in this movie of like the perfect blend of practicality and CGI is that scene in the I think it's at the end in the final in the final chase wherever Max is like hooked up with one of the guys that's on those swinging poles right and as he's swinging across we see like four different car explosions happen like all in in succession you know what scene I'm talking about. And it's like as he's swinging across the frame on these poles. You know what? You know what? You know what part I'm talking about? And it's like it, behind him, there's like this car explodes, this car explodes, this car flips over, this car flips over and explodes at the same time. And it's just like while he's moving this way across the frame, these explosions are happening this way across the frame. All those explosions are real. Yeah. And there, but there's just little bits and pieces of CGI added into the frame to kind of enhance the practicality of the fact that here goes Tom Hardy going across a pole this way while a bunch of things behind him are exploding at the same time. The opposite direction. Like it's just a that that moment for me was like the culmination of like that like i already was when i was watching i already knew like i was watching something that was like truly special right but it was in that moment where i was like if this doesn't convince you i don't like nothing will. that that plays into kind of what i wanted to mention with the action is this is like this action is all shot like basically horizontally yes where there like there is some vertical movement but it's a car chase it like when it's all said and done right like at its core this is a car chase yes but we get so many like just fascinating camera work where mm-hmm. you're like weaving in and out of the cars or like the camera is moving against the flow of the cars right or with the flow of the cars mm-hmm. at a different speed or whatever right. it is right and then you get these like gorgeous wide shots where you see the entire thing going mm-hmm. on from a distance and you're yeah. you're kind of removed from the action for just a brief moment just a brief it's like where, a brief where you cutaway can, where you can realize like what like how how, how massive this yeah. thing really is and how like chaotic it oh, is too. oh and guess what they actually did that yeah yeah like it's it's the one of the things about this action too is so because so much is happening it's it, it's very everything is very chaotic in these action sequences yes because everything everything seems to just keep not only is it happening at once, but it just keeps happening all at once in these, in, especially in like the, like the, the action sequences where there is a lot happening, everything like 
it feels chaotic, but it also feels like very controlled. It's very controlled chaos. Like it feels like George Miller knew exactly, like he was like, okay, so you're going to jump right over here. And yeah. when that happens, they're going to do this. And this is going to happen. Like it, they, they blocked every scene out like to a T. Well, I and mean, nothing was ever out of place. Like it didn't feel chaotic because it felt like they like the action got away from them and what was going on got away from them. It felt chaotic because so much was happening at yes. the same time, but it still felt dude very huge props to the choreographers. Yeah, because like this, yeah, that's yeah. like the the way that this action flows so seamlessly and and the fighting this like. This sounds so stupid and so cliche, but like some of these action scenes, like it literally looks like a dance where he's, he does this. So you respond with this and he does this. So you right. do this and, mm-hmm. and it goes back and forth except just with explosions and people dying and people dying and, and, and hand to hand combat <clears throat> and yeah. And, and pure death. Um, <laughs> and one, fire. Thing, one of the things, uh, one of the many videos I've watched about this movie, um, is how, George Miller always has the focus of the action like centered in the frame, right? Yeah. Everything exists in like a like a, a circle in the middle of the screen is where the the most important part of the action is happening. So your eyes it because everything is like so chaotic and so fast-paced and so many different things are happening at once. One thing he makes you one thing he does as a director with his cinematographer to make sure you don't get confused is put the most prominent, most important thing right in the middle of the frame. So that way your eyes are never like, shit, like you I don't, don't, I don't know shift. where to, I don't know where to follow because it's all right. The most important thing is right there. So right. your eyes never, you, you, the fact that you are trying to like move around to follow something, it doesn't happen because it's, it's right there. Well, and it, that's what happens in, in that's a huge mistake that actions, action movies make all the time is the the camera work is so like claustrophobic and we've talked about how in action you can really get carried away with the like up close right because because you i don't know directors think that for some reason the more you need a I want a close up when I'm like understand. in a, I want a close up in like a serious drama where I'm like listening to someone right. talk I don't want to be like right in on their face but with but with so many action movie. with so many bad action movies you get caught where you don't know where to look Right. And 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 in this, even when there's things going on in the background, it's either right. so broad that you mm-hmm. can pick it up, just like you don't really have to be focused on it. You right. know what's happening, mm-hmm. or it's at such a small scale, in you know, relatively speaking, where yeah. you're not really concerned with everything else that's going on. You're like, okay, right. these people are fighting. This person just right. got through off a car, but you don't have to be focused on that. Yes, and and I think that I think <clears throat> that there's a real art to that because. Mm-hmm. It's never like George Miller doesn't show you a shot and like force you using, you know, like perspective or different zooms or, mm-hmm. or camera focuses. Yeah. He doesn't force you to look. Right. Right. You you look because that's exactly how it's framed to and right. because it's what's natural for you as an as audience the, member. Yes, right. You you never you never lose focus and right. you never really get confused or feel like you missed something. He uses he does use a lot of long takes for his action, but when he is cutting together an action sequence pretty like with pretty rapid cuts, there's never a feeling of like a, a lost moment or right. like like a jump cut to like so, or or feeling like well, he just got punched that way, but it, it seems like he went the other way. I because 
that happen and that ha- that's one thing that that can happen in bad action movies when they when they cut a lot of clips together right when when an action sequence has a lot of cuts and a lot of different camera angles the that moment can seem kind of confusing because because of how many jumps there are you kind of lose a sense of your space in mm-hmm. the setting you're in when you use longer cuts or when you do use faster cuts and you like block it out perfectly like George Miller does you never lose sense of where you are, where your characters are, where they are like going or where they could like where they could fall down if they get hit. Like if the, yeah. if I got hit this way, I'm going to fall that way in the character like every action sequence the characters move properly within the space they're moving. So even in moments where he does have more cuts or more camera angles, you never feel confused as to how the action is progressing. And I like yes, that's one of probably the best compliments you can give an action movie is every action sequence made sense. I knew where I was headed and it didn't feel like I got like, I like jumped sideways all of a sudden when I was supposed to be running forward. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that, I think that part of it is, is kind of like you mentioned, you always kind of know where everything is in space Yeah, and that's, and that's both like, what's right in front of you and like the aggregate of the whole this whole world that he's built like we keep saying that but it's right. it really is because of you you never get lost with like where they are or where they're going right and like his his kind of spatial understanding and the way that he provides that to the viewer yeah is is so smooth and it it almost feels like he doesn't have to try because we don't have to try, right? Like, right, like to right, us, you're watching right. and you're you're never lost. You're never confused where the characters are, where they're going, what they're doing, and so to us, it's so it's so seamless and so easy to watch, right? And and yeah. that's part of what makes this such a great action movie is because there are a lot of times that you can get lost in action films where you're where you feel like you're trying to keep up, yeah. And as as fast paced as this movie is. Like when I watch this, I never feel like I'm falling behind. You're you right, are you are right. moving at the speed that you need to be mm-hmm. to to understand what's going on. This movie's pacing is un unmatched yes. as far as that. Like there are some there are a ton of action movies that I think are like are probably as good as this movie is. But if you're talking just about pacing, pure pacing, this is probably the greatest paced action movie yeah. ever. Yeah, and it has slow moments, and it's still the greatest right. paced action it's, movie. But it's ever. it's slow moments, right? The way that they are broken up by action again, that's what makes those slow moments so brilliant. Like when we, like when they are, when they're stopped in the desert, um, and when they realize, you know, when they get to the green place where they think they're going, they realize it's not there. Like the slow moment is is like it's defeating. But you also have that feeling where, right. and it's kind of it's kind of pushed along by Max, where he's yeah. like, like, yeah, this sucks, but we got to keep moving. That moment like, kind you, of, and it, it's like that when they're stuck in the desert, like, right? There, it's it slows down, but there's always that feeling of like we ha- we cannot stay here, and right. we know that watching it, we're we're watching and it slows down, and you're like, based off of everything we've seen so yeah. far, there's no way it's staying this way. Yes, yeah. And the right. characters are like, based off of everything we've done so far, there's no way it's staying. There's this no way. way we're staying here very long. And so, <clears throat> even even for the um, even for the antagonists, we you know we have the whole team with a Morton Joe and the whatever his. 
whoever he has with him. Yeah, everybody, his, his people. At one point, they're just like taking a nap. Yeah, and like one of them realizes that the rig is driving the other, is like back towards back towards the citadel. The citadel. Yeah, and so like even the slow moments for them, mm-hmm. and these people that have been like chasing after us the entire movie. The role gets reversed so quickly where they're like, right. oh, we got to go again. We got to go and now? You, and, and also that shot of, uh, what was his name again? Martin Joe? No, 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 no. Uh, the oh, Doof Warrior. The Doof Warrior? When he's like asleep. He's, he's, like, like, he's like, like slumped over with like yeah. just hanging from the like, and then like, straps. Even, like everyone it. wakes up and his character immediately wakes up and just starts Start, yeah. It's like, oh, It's like that's what he's trained to do. Because I mean, that's his job. Probably what he is trained to do. Right. And so like... We get we get moments to catch our breath, right? But it's like never it's never enough to where you can like actually settle in, right? And like right. that that is what an action movie is supposed to do to you. Mm-hmm. In this moment, like we we should never feel comfortable stopped. Right, right. You should never feel like stopping is actually just like okay. We're- and I think and I think it is it's built up so well, and there's so much action, and and the you know like the editing is so well done in this. Where, when when we do come to a complete stop, it's like you realize that something's not right. Like we, right. we like we right. have been going, 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 and so when we stop, like we want that to be over. Like that feeling right. sucks. Yeah. yeah, right. And it's got to suck for the characters too right. when they realize like their vehicle is at a complete stop, or mm-hmm. they came to a complete stop and it's not where they thought it should be. Yeah, and the way that the way that that kind of emotion is invoked with this film really speaks to the the vision that George Miller had for this entire yes. story. Right. Right. I think this movie also probably something that doesn't get talked about enough in this movie that I think should is all of the great like small character moments. To me this is like one of the best iterations of Max because we get so much out of his character. There are all yeah. these great emotional moments out of his character. Like we've talked about um and I think we talked about this last time too. Like we talked about how, you know, him and Max and Furiosa are kind of foils mm-hmm. for each other, right? Because Furiosa is like trying with every ounce of strength in her to save these four or five women, five women, four, four or five women, right? Three or four, maybe three or four. Three to five. Three to five. Zero to a million. Um, somewhere in that range. Somewhere in that range. He was about five two to six foot nine. I don't know, sir. I don't know, officer. He was, he was a height. Um, she's trying with every fiber in her being to save these people, right? Max is trying with every fiber in his being to avoid anyone at all. Yeah. Right. And so with with like and with those characters, like with Furiosa, comes this like. Like this unbreakable sense of hope, basically, right? That she has, like, is so full of, like, this idea that she can save these people if she just does her job well enough. And right. Max is so full of, like, I don't know, like, self doubt, I guess. Just that, that fact that. We're like, if, even if, if I do my like, job well enough. Even if I do as good as I can, I'll probably get these people killed. Right. So, and you see that play out in certain moments, like the moment with. Um, Rosie Huntington White Whitley Whitley's yeah. character when she falls off the rig and goes under the wheels, right? You get these these quick little these quick little cuts of like Max seeing all the people he couldn't save, right? 
the women behind him are saying, "Turn the rig around, turn the rig around." Right. He's like he says, "No, like no, I'm not going to do that." But he also won't. He also won't admit that. Right. That he saw her die. He can admit out loud because they keep asking her. They like, they keep yeah, asking him, "Did you Furiosa see it?" Asks him, "Did, Did you, you see it?" it? And, and he, he goes, says, "He just says she went she under, under the wheels," wheel. and that's right. all he will say. And she goes, "Did you see it?" And he just looks at her and he says the same thing, like, "Yeah, she went under the wheels." Like, but right. he doesn't know. He for sure doesn't know. But he is so compromised by this feeling of. There it is. There's that failure again. Right. So if I go back for her, what if I get like at that point he's like, oh, I'm gonna get them killed too. Yes. So he's like, it's like a a perfect moment for him, like having that, getting that like that failure playing out. Well, and in also how he also in a way like it. trying to run from it. He do, he right. doesn't want to look back and and find out for sure. Right. He doesn't want to know. He's and then like, and then Furiosa needs to know in order to keep right. moving forward. You see in that moment, you see his like unbreakable, seemingly unbreakable at this point in time in the narrative. His seemingly like unbreakable like sense of like I'm a failure. These people are going to die yeah. because I'm trying to help them. You see that play out in like the saddest way possible. And then but you also in this moment see on the opposite end of the spectrum Furiosa's like unbreakable sense of hope kind of get crushed a little bit because she cannot do what she thought she could to a certain like percentage because now she's like at 80 percent of where she started right so she's already failed a little bit she knows she can't go back and it's just that moment right there is like a perfect it, it just plays out so well and it's such a small moment that if you don't really think about it it's not it doesn't like it's a it's kind of a fleeting moment, mm-hmm. but the way that they cut though they cut that scene together, the, those little brief glimpses you get of like the people from Max's past that and you've seen those like flashbacks before in earlier on in the movie, and they're just like quick they're like they're like point two second little like just slivers of a cut in the in the yeah. actual in the actual scene, and it's just you like going into his mind real quick and him seeing like those people flash in front of his eyes. Having that cut in there with with the way his facial expressions are and the way like you can just like see the just the despair in Furiosa's face, it I don't that there are so many moments like that that make this more of a character piece than it needed to be, but makes the movie all the much that well, much and better it's, for it's, it. It's more of a character piece than what you even kind of realize on the surface, right? The, because you're like you and me, and we've seen this movie, <clears throat> I don't even know how many times. Many. It allows us to think about those things, and I think probably appreciate it even more because yeah, because George Miller intended for viewers to feel that way. It's just like he did so many other things so so well that it's almost like you actually have to watch this movie five or six times to actually get those little character moments that he kind of sprinkles in throughout I think throughout that, the runtime. I think that it's easy to overlook some of those smaller details within the story. It's also it's also easy to kind of brush this aside. Not brush it aside because it's very obviously great, but it's right. it's easy to say that this movie is great action and that's it. Yeah, it's just a great action movie. Which wouldn't right. even be a knock on it. Like, if that's all no, it was... No, it wouldn't. But but the, the story has so much depth yeah. than what you initially realize. So much more and, depth and, than really most action... Excuse me. Most action movies out there, and I think sometimes the knock against this movie can be that the you know it's just action, like there's no story to it. Yeah. First of all, my response is so what, even if that's right. the case. Even if that's the case. Even if it so, is only action, as a wise man once said, that's the point. So, 
and but also when you watch it four or five or six or seven or eight or nine or it, 20. if you watch it a lot of, if you watch it a lot of times you kind of realize that you know the the story is more than what you might realize at first yeah for sure like the that moment where max finally tells furiosa his name yeah again that's one of those moments that like initially it's it's kind of a it feels like kind of like a moment in downtime because they're safe and they're for sure going to make it back and you know that but in that moment there's so many great little character character notes that that play out there like max finally feeling vulnerable enough to tell the people around him who he is and he even even if it's just saying his name like that to him is like him saying my name is max is like us telling each other about like our entire life story like to him in that character's mind just being like my name is max right that is a a huge a huge like barrier and to also, overcome for him also that's how the story starts is him right. introducing himself to us right yeah you know and <laughs> the the first few the first few movies are all other people kind of giving Telling their the account story. of right. the time they met Max. Mm-hmm. This is Max like finally giving his account. This is like one of his legends just playing out from his perspective right. without someone telling us what's and going I, on. I love in that um, in that beginning like monologue that yeah. he has, mm-hmm. where first of all that's like the only time where it's like the the film is like truly slow because we don't really know what's coming for him. Yeah, we're, we we're realize getting... we realize very quickly what's yeah, coming for him. Right. But like as we're just sitting there listening to his narration, that's yeah. the only time where as an audience we're not like wondering what's behind. And really, him. honestly, that scene just feels like because it had been thirty plus years since the last or around thirty years since the last Mad Max movie came out. Yeah. That scene really was just the only purpose that served was just to be like um, in case you didn't know who this guy is, this is where we are. This is a, and even then, for people who had, if someone had never seen a Mad Max movie or didn't know about Mad Max, that little intro doesn't really give you a lot. It just gives no. you, it gives you, like I said, like I said before, George Miller is so good. It gives you just, just a little, just, a, just enough of a few little nuggets. Well, I love to kind of get your mind going and let you fill in the blanks yourself. I love in that opening monologue when he says that. Um, it's hard to know who was more crazy, me or everyone else. Yeah. Because we've talked about how Max also this whole time is yeah. like, especially in the first movie, and it's like apparent yeah. in the first movie, uh-huh. he's like trying to hang on to what's left of his old world. Like his, like he's, yeah. he's so desperately trying to... What's left of like the sanity of the old world. Basically. Right. And so like this movie kind of finds him almost like giving in. Like, right. Like, almost letting right. go, like, letting himself go crazy. Like because he realizes, him, yeah. like, everyone out here is crazy, and, like, yeah. maybe that's the only reason, only way he can survive. Right. Is, like, to if, him, like, if yeah. he just, like, gives in. He just gives in to the insanity. Right. And just fully accepts that that's the way of the world now. Also, dude, my absolute favorite shot in this movie, and maybe yeah. maybe one of my favorite shots of all time in okay. any movie I've seen, ever. Yeah. Okay, I okay. love it. Is when Max and Furiosa are like mm-hmm. fighting hand to hand. Yeah. Right. And um, she 
I think she like grabs his shotgun from him yeah. and like tries to shoot and it just clicks and like he knew he already knew that it wouldn't right, work because yeah, he tried to shoot somebody. Yeah, you get that earlier. moment where like that pot like the his head goes down and she sticks it in and you get that like brief moment where he like looks up, like you see him sideways. He looks up and he knows it's not gonna happen and then you get the the click. And she's like, oh, shit. And also, like, we, like, we're watching it, and we're like, oh, he's about to get his head blown. Yeah, and then and we're like, oh, wait. Oh, wait. Actually, it doesn't work. Oh, that doesn't happen. And right. so, like. That's so, not going to happen. So there's that, and they're, like, fighting hand to hand. And yeah. then she goes for the gun that's, like, under the car. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, taped up under the car or whatever uh-huh. and pulls it out. Right. And they're just fighting and fighting and whatever. Uh-huh. And then, at, like, at one point, he, like, loses the magazine out of the gun yeah. and gets the other dude, like, whatever his name is. Nux. Nux to, like, yeah. throw it to him. And he, like, right. clicks it in and just, like, pop, 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 all, oh, like, yeah. around her head. Right. And you see the sand, like, flying up around uh-huh. her. Yeah. And everything is just, like, silent. Like, the music stops and, like. Everything, yeah. All the all the sounds. It's just going it's on. nothing but like them breathing heavily because they were just fighting and like she realized right like okay he like he got me. I have been bested <laughs> right yeah and like that scene like there's so many scenes throughout this movie where you can take a like a two or three minute yeah. action scene mm-hmm. and like not only is this movie collectively an amazing action film it has amazing individual scenes of action right. where right. you could you could study full scenes from this movie <clears throat> yeah and and, oh, yeah. and give breakdowns of what makes them brilliant right of like what in those in that like two minute sequence of them their initial fight right what makes that action so like purely enjoyable to watch in like some of the best action you'll ever see and right? and the emotions that might come along with the conclusion to it that they right. don't have to tell us about right right we just get to right. watch it play mm-hmm. out yeah. and it's it's brilliant mm-hmm. dude i think um we've probably said enough to get the I, point across to people that, that um, this is a flawless movie listen we obviously think i obviously think this movie is and now there's no such thing as a perfect movie there are only movies that could come so close that you don't care about any possible nitpick you could ever try and conjure up in your head to be honest i don't have any and i don't have any with this one i'm i i struggle every time i struggle to think before i watch it like is there anything i didn't like about this last time i watched it and then the movie ends and i think the and same like, thing I'm like nope <laughs> i don't think there was anything i didn't like about that and there are things we did not talk about oh in this review yes Multiple I'll, I'll say it, Gus. I'll say it. We could record another. We could hour record another hour and probably get and probably away. Probably yeah. say even more that we didn't even touch on. So before we before before we go to kind of final thoughts and grade on this one, let's let's do a recap of the first three. Let's, yeah, let's grade. We did, we did not grade, grade those three. initially, and we said we'd do it here. Okay. So starting with Mad Max, I think, like as a as an introduction to this character, I think a lot of things work really well. It's a very well-made, like, indie, low-budget, like, action thriller yeah. kind of movie. And for me, that I'd give that movie probably a, like a like a B, a solid B, maybe maybe B plus if I watched it again. And maybe I'm sure there's things that I didn't pick up on the first time watching it. But I, I it's like a it's a perfect example of like a B movie. Yeah, I I think I'd give it probably a B plus. Um, I liked the I liked the first one as like I can't think of a better introduction to Max Rickatansky. Yeah, like they, that, couldn't it's, have, they couldn't have done it much better. It's it's not perfect, but the you know 
in it, there is there's not many other action movies in its class as far as yes. how it's made the story it tells right um and in all of these mad max movies fit together fairly well as far as structure but that one introduced the series like pretty much as well as you could right right um, and it did it in like such a different from such a different viewpoint of like the other three movies because right this and is I think the only maybe one that's why I liked it so much is yeah. it's so much different than what right. comes after it right so looking right. back on it now in context of the whole series yeah like it it, is, yeah. it feels very unique so for okay you know what I'm for sure that B plus has been <laughs> achieved okay I went I was yeah I think B plus so then we go straight to Road Warrior which. Of the original three, Road Warrior was my favorite. For sure, my favorite of the original I, three. I will give Road Warrior an A minus. I would give Road I, Warrior an A. Okay. Pure okay. A. Okay. Yeah, I think it was, it was about as close as a classic action movie like that could get to an A plus for me. Yeah. It just wasn't quite there for me. I mean, again, the difference between an A and an A plus is not a lot, but I think this movie. This movie had a lot of the, I would say the majority of the elements that you see in Fury Road, and you could kind of feel that in the movie, but it, it not in a way that made it feel like that made Fury Road feel like just a reinterpretation of that story. Right. It felt it still but felt like its own story. The second one with, is the most similar to Fury yes, Road, though. But again, it never feels like. Fury Road because of that is just like a recreation of Road Warrior or right. like a, a a reimagining of Road Warrior. It still feel both movies still exist on their own, complete like without any any feeling of oh they're just kind of repeating what we saw in Road Warrior, and I think it was a a good um, kind of look at the potential for having like good secondary characters because i think the secondary characters in yeah road warrior as far as the original three go especially were th probably some of the better examples we got in the original three movies and for me it just didn't similar to fury road i just i really cannot think of many things that i had problems with in this movie in this movie also it was like a, it was like a like a neo like a post-apocalyptic western yeah, and I love Western. Well, movies. and I think that I think that it also it told us the most about Max, of maybe of yes. all of them, even outside of Fury Road. I think that the Road Warrior, like, it showed us who Max was. It showed us how like it truly gave us, heartless. It gave he could us be. a look into his character. Right. Yeah. How it heartless showed, like, he could it be. It showed how far to either extreme he could go. Correct. With, in terms of like. Helping people or versus not helping people. It also right? it also showed us more than any of the others that like he just wants to keep moving. Right, like that literally his goal. just wants like, to. I want to drive. He just wants to find <laughs> gas and he wants to drive away. Right, that's all he wants to do. Um, and then Beyond Thunderdome. I'll tell you what, Gus. Wow, that movie was. I did not like it. I didn't. I don't. I didn't. Yeah. I'm I'm giving Beyond Thunder. Maybe this might be a little bit. This is a big swing from an A minus to a C, just a solid C. Yeah, I, I don't. It had a couple. It had a couple interesting storylines. You're going big I, swing. I'm going from A to C minus. Oh, yeah. I would barely. I would barely call it 
an action movie. Actually, yeah. I I would call it an adventure movie, and we talked about that yeah. in the last right. episodes. But well, we talked about how like or I talk, like how it kind of feels like just a couple of like pilot episodes that they were like, oh, we can make this into a movie. Right. It was like a pilot ep- like pilot episodes for two completely different it, shows. It lacked so much direction as far as the story goes, and, and really like compelling like, action. It, it really was it like it wasn't coherent. It was just so like the Thunderdome. Weird. Mad Max Thunderdome would have been cool. Yes. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, not cool. Too much. Too many. There were like too many storylines. Too many storylines that, to be honest, I didn't care about. And like yeah. Max shouldn't have either. And somehow they connected and it didn't feel like they should have. Right. Again, like, it really felt like they were like. Talk about pacing. They like that movie. Yeah. Not good. They shot a pilot for like. They shot a pilot for a Mad Max show, and they were like, eh, we don't really like it. So they were like, okay, we'll just make it into a movie. And then they accidentally just shot basically another 40-minute pilot episode for another show. And then they were like, oh, we have to bring this together. So the last 20 minutes just kind of combined those two episodes together. And it just didn't – it felt so – everything – every storyline felt so separated, and it did not not come together like it should have. Right. Now, so then we have now Gus Fury Road F, Fury Road. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm not even going to pretend to have listened to you say that. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Fury Road. Yes. If 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 there was a test yes. for creating a brilliant action movie, yes. Fury Road is the answer key. Yeah. I'm not even. I'm not even going to give it a grade. Because I like, we we say that no movie is without flaws. Yeah, this might be as close as you can get. I, I this movie, yeah. I can't really say it leaves me speechless because we've now talked about it for two hours. Ad nauseum. Just yeah, here right, outside of here, like this movie has probably taken up a good eight hours of our lives. Oh like, yeah, just in conversation. Just in conversation. Not even in watching it. Not together. even in watching. Just in, just in conversation. conversation. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. It's this movie is as close to perfect as you can get. It is a it really is. It is potentially the best action movie ever made, arguably. Yeah. It is potentially one of Easily the best arguably. films ever made. Mm-hmm. I like I cannot say I cannot sing the praises of Fury Road enough. I know. And it's I don't hard. I don't I don't want to give it a grade. Because I feel like an A plus would be a disservice to this film. An A A plus, like if there is an A plus like, would be low. Like if you, if you believe, told me if you told me A plus, I would be like, really that low? If you believe in giving movies an A plus, which is the highest grade you can give something, I'm hard pressed to to find many other movies that would des- like were like many other movies above this one where. Like it doesn't make sense to me not to give this. That's the only grade that seems to possibly exist for dude. This like movie. on on right on our on our top fifty list that we've been working on for yeah, a while yeah. now. You'd have to like crack into like the top seven or eight for me to speak yeah. as highly about a film as I do about as this one. You do about this one, yeah. Like I there are, there are not many films made in history there are, that are as impressive as this movie is. There are nine other movies. In front of this one for me. I think. I think this one is number 10 on my list. Is it? I think. I don't know how. I think I have. I would have to look, but I'm pretty sure. I think it's like maybe six for me. It's, it's I mean, up there. I, well, here's the thing. And and this like this is not 
I, I don't think this is the best movie ever made, but no. you give me this movie anywhere basically like three through ten, and I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would probably. If you would, told me yeah. this was your third favorite movie of all time, I'd be like, all right. Yeah. Totally would Done. make sense. Done. Easy. Yeah. Don't even, I don't even question it. Not for a if second. If someone said this is my favorite movie, if I think this is the best movie ever made, I would not be right. concerned. Right. I shouldn't say favorite because that could be anything. Right. You could, if, if, someone if somebody said, said like, this is the best movie ever made, I'd be like, yeah. Okay. I would, I, it would like, I would, I would, I would want to know why. I would want to have a conversation with them, but it, it but I, I wouldn't, wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be worried. I, I wouldn't would, be like, no. is this person need to be hospitalized? Not at all. Like, cause I have friends who think that Transformers is one of the best, not, not even the best movie ever made, one of the best movies ever made. And I heard that, and I just, does your brain ever just like control out, delete, where it just kind of like shuts down and you're like, you like come out of it and you're like, so you just said, what? Like, I don't have that. I have that feeling when a lot of people say like, this is my the best movie ever made. I'm like, are you, are you sure? Yeah. But have you seen... But have you seen Fury Road is one of my responses. But I was like, but have you seen Mad Max Fury Road? And they're like, no. And I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. But this is one of those movies where someone said, yeah, this is one of the, it's, this is the best movie ever made. I'd I, be like, okay, tell me, tell me about why. Because then we're going to talk for it about, about it for an hour and I'm going to have a good hour of, that's going to be a good hour of my life. And what's, what, you know, I would probably agree with everything they said. More than likely. Yeah. This, like this from our perspective this movie is why we love film this is and it's why we the, love talking about film this is the first movie i think that's as high as it is on our top 50 list yeah i don't i think cuz like we some of the horror movies we talked about i think are in my top 50 but they're not like they're like in like the 30s or yeah, 40s yeah i think like, i have a couple but this we have yet to talk about a movie that is at or around my top 10 and my top 10 is like like I could write you a book about right. like those movies. It, so to actually get to talk about one of the movies that we both like consider to be to hold in high an regard and, and consider to be an all-time great is pretty it's kind of fun. It's yeah. fun to talk about why you look. And that's like it is fun to shit on movies too, but I still I think I find talking about a movie like this a little more enjoying because it's just fun to think about like why I enjoyed something so much yeah well, like I purely I just I when I watch this movie all I get is pure enjoyment there's never a single moment where I'm like I didn't really like that part right. or that part like I find like I don't I don't find well that's what you said like this yeah. movie you can't even nitpick it's really hard to it's really really hard to we have part now, of it we is because I don't really want to cause we have now recorded two hours worth of content and not said a single negative thing about this film that's pretty nuts it's crazy it's crazy all right. Well, you know our great. I mean, you you would give it an A plus. You can give it an A plus. You can't do any better. Like the, no, but I don't. The level is A plus. A, listen, this movie deserves A plus. A plus does not deserve this movie. Okay, so you would give this movie. Okay, what if we did it on a scale of ten? Then it's a ten. I would give it a nine point nine. Okay, I don't care. It's a ten. Or a nine point eight. Okay. I still don't care. It's because I have nine movies above this. Stuff whatever, whatever scale, whatever scale you have. Yeah. This is at the top. Don't care. That's good. That's not a thorn. It's. I don't know. It's something. Anyway, 
All right, Dom. Anyway. How long was that? That was longer than the first one, wasn't it? The first time we tried doing this. Uh, Yeah, by three minutes. Oh, wow. Okay, so we in actually. An hour 11. The first one was oh, an hour okay. 08. Yeah, we nailed it. We nailed it. We nailed it. We nailed um, it. Good job, Dom. Okay, people. All right. Listen, listen up, people. Put my hat forward so you know I'm going to sit. So yeah. You know I'm, I'm paying attention. I'll tell you what. <laughs> this, yeah. You, listen, right now, if you are listening to this podcast Mm -hmm. on apple yep on spotify true on stitcher correct on soundcloud yes on all the other places that i don't even know the names are so obscure that we don't even if you're watching what they are if you're watching on on youtube YouTube, yeah right yeah if you found our if you found our link on our social media front row seats on facebook at front underscore row media on instagram yes Listen, we love you. Every single one of you. Yes, thank you. Seriously. Thank you. Thank you for Honestly, listening. thank you. And do us a favor. Tell your friends. Tell your wife. Tell your dogs. Tell your mom. Tell Listen, if you if you live by yourself like tell, I do, yeah. just tell yourself. Tell your neighbor that you despise. Yeah, cuz this tell will bring them. you together. Yeah. Maybe this is something you can And while you can, you're at it, this is a common ground you can have between And while each other you're at it, listening to this show. Like, subscribe, yep. comment. Hit the notification bell if you're on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, comment on the videos. Tell, Let us, leave us leave us a, a, a review if you're on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review of our review. I don't even care. Video. I don't even care what your that review is. Leave it. Yeah. Leave it. If you hate if you hate us with every, if you, if, every if, fiber in your being. If Gus if, and I are your least favorite humans you on this entire actually, planet. If we make you vomit. When, like when we start talking and you just go, I feel like I have to puke now because these guys are so terrible. Leave a review. Leave a review. Let us know that. Let, and let us know why. Is it because we're we're crass? Is it because we have horrible movie takes? Is it because we're not funny and we think we are? Let us know. And we'll probably, one, we'll respond. And then we'll address it on the next show. And if you have, on, on the opposite end of that spectrum, Gus, yeah. if you're going to sit down tonight... In, into tomorrow and listen to all 43 episodes of our podcast without stopping, without <laughs> sleeping, without taking a break to eat. First of all, don't do that. First of all, see a therapist. Honestly, something is get, happening. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Get, I'm not a doctor. Get some help. Yeah. But before you, but before you get help, leave us a five-star review. Um, leave us that five-star review. Again, DM us on Instagram. Send us a message on Facebook. Let us know what you think. Let, Let us know, know if you like the series. If you like the series, if like you like the series, or stuff. any we're, series. If you don't yeah. want us to do series anymore, we've we have done a couple series. A you know, we're still like theaters. Theater season is back, but oh, yeah. we're still like kind of like. Uh, well, for one, we we like to record more than one or two episodes at a time, or for yeah, usually for a week. It's nice to have series because it, it kind of gives us it like sets. It gives us like a nice goal to get to after like depending on how many movies we have so you know this is the end of mad max we're trying to kind of figure out what we want to do next whether it's in another trilogy or series of movies or if you know we do another something similar to front row front row frights but give a listen to behind the front row yeah give tell, a listen tell to us if you row. care about our thoughts tell outside us like. of movies we've done we've done multiple different styles of show now we've done the series reviews we've done you know tv immediate release reviews we've done tv show reviews we've done behind the front row let we've us know we've done pre-release we've done spoilers we've, we've done, done pre-release. Not spoilers. We've done, yeah 
let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. If you have a recommendation for a ser- for a TV series or a series of movies for us to see, let us know. Give yeah. us some advice. We'll take it. We have plenty of ideas, but it you know we want to serve the, the the people, the fifty people who listen to us. Yeah, the it's got to be more than that. I would hope so. It's got to be at least sixty, maybe fifty-two. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, thank I'm, you guys. Um, I'm proud appreci- of us. We Gus. appreciate you. I'm proud of you. Dom. I hope we don't fuck this. No, up. no, you. No, listen, you, Gus. Dom, you're. Hey, you're the best podcaster I've ever met in my entire no, life. No, Dom. Yes, you. Yes, you. Let's get out of here. My my voice is starting to go because we talked for so long. 